welcome to Her North Podcast. Her North is a sister brand to Compass Rose that is focused on creating a community of positive women to share, learn, and grow together. Listen in as we interview women from all backgrounds as we navigate through this journey called life. Hello, Her North listeners. Um, this is Hannah and Kelly. Hey there. Coming at you again from our houses because <laughs> we're still in quarantine. Um, today we have Elisa Erickson with us. She is a designer at Sterling Carpet One and she has amazing talents. And so um, we just want to welcome her. How's it going, Elisa? Good. I'm so excited to be talking with you guys today. Yeah, well, you're the first person we thought of when, um, you know, everybody's stuck inside and either sick of their house or needing something to do. Um, so hopefully um, you can give us some tips on that. Um, first, though, tell us a little bit about your interior design background. Um, well, I have been in the field of design for exactly 20 years now, um, which is a little scary to think about. But I started out when I was going to school for design, I started out working at Home Depot um, in their decor department. Then I went to flooring, paint, and electrical. Um, from there, I worked at a couple flooring stores. And then I sold furniture for four years and actually became we kind of did a new um a new thing where i would go out and help people lay out their furniture and then after that i went to sterling carpet one and i've been with sterling carpet one now for 10 years believe it or not so yeah and there i get to do a little bit of everything i get to um do flooring cabinets paint uh window treatments lighting you name it so it's kind of right up my alley and I love what I do and I wouldn't change a thing. So that's so awesome. And I've had the pleasure of being over to your house and it is adorable. You post um my bridal shower and um it was just fun. Like of course I knew your personality, but it was fun just to see like how your personality um mixed into your design taste at home. And it was so pretty and you have well three boys at home now. Yep. And um, I will be the first to say, even with little ones, that doesn't mean that you can't have nice things or have a great <laughs> space. Um, I, from day one, I was like, I refuse to let my children take over my house. So um, they definitely have their play areas and areas where they can be kids, but they also, um, they also know and respect our other spaces and just, I don't know, to me it's, um, I think it's fun that we all get to have like a little bit of our personalities in it, so. But you've said before too that you started, um, like even when the boys were really, really little, like you started teaching them like, nope, can't touch this, like here's your play space. Um, so I oh, thought- yeah. We start young and everybody that enters my house thinks I'm crazy because they're like kids live here because <laughs> we have a glass steer railing yeah um, but they know not to touch it so I mean and I'm not 
I'm not a crazy mother, but they just know from the beginning. And I'm not going to lie. Like they've broken things and they've seen me cry, (laughs) but they also, I don't know. I think if you teach them when they're young, how to take care of things, it's like going to restaurants. Um, the more you expose it to them, the more behaved they come around it. So Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Have you seen them kind of develop their own um, uh, design tastes or anything since you've been teaching them since they were little, little? Oh, it's been fun to kind of watch. Well, it's right away, I, I would be like, oh, they're colorblind. <laughs> but they're actually not. Um, and it's funny because certain, you can tell even at a very young age, and we, we talk about this a lot, especially with paint that certain colors intrigue them or make them happy or help represent them. Because we know in our household that anything green goes to Sawyer and anything blue goes to Miles. And they've already, they've already made, made their baby brother Samuel have the color red. So, <laughs> but it's really cute that even at such a young age, color can mean so much and um when we do paint colors that's what makes it kind of hard is because paint can give you a really positive vibe or a really negative vibe depending on a lot of it I mean could even stem back from youth maybe maybe you were in a room where you hated that room and it was yellow and you just can't stand the color yellow to this day because of it so um or like I still secretly love the color purple and I think it's because it was my grandma's favorite color. So to me it's very nostalgic, it's very calming, it's very mm-hmm. loving. Um so yeah, I mean color can be kind of fun and it's fun because even in children, I mean you can see that it means a lot and that's why even for the room colors or some of their accessories, I think we need to give it to them and let them show some of their personality in that aspect. So can you share a little bit too, like when, um, cause some of your clients like have no idea what to do with their house and they need help 100%. And then others like know that they um, enjoy certain colors or maybe a style, but how do you help people navigate um, their style or, or color wall colors and stuff? I always like to start with like one inspiration piece because whether it's a piece of art um, or it's a piece of furniture that you're like, I absolutely love this. And we just need one starting point of knowing something that love that you love or inspires you. We can build around it um, and, and get great compliments to it. So a lot of times when somebody's struggling, we say we try to help them find that one piece that has inspired them. And if there isn't, then um, luckily nowadays we have great resources like Pinterest and House, um, or even Sterling Carpet One's website, <laughs> where you can go and see all these incredible um, spaces. And then sometimes you might like a couple different ones, and they might seem really different, but we can see a common thread and and start to understand why or what you're liking about that particular space. So it's kind of trying to get in their mind frame and just 
even if you feel like you know nothing about design, you, hopefully you could look at pictures and at least say, I like that or I don't like that. And that's a starting point. Very cool. So I have a question for you. So for somebody who's trying to redo a room or a space on a budget, or they just are overwhelmed with just the idea of doing something, like what would you say would be one of the biggest things that, like a good starting point, like you said, if you can maybe invest in doing one thing to a room, if it's, is it a piece of furniture? Is it painting? What do you think kind of makes the biggest difference? For sure, paint. Because it is amazing what color does. Um, you take a white wall or, and you put a color on it that somebody truly loves and just feels comfort from, and it can transform a space. And it's very economical to do. Because mm -hmm. even expensive paint, you need one or two gallons. I mean, so it's definitely your most reasonable thing. Um, and one of the biggest transformations you can do. Another thing that people don't think about either is lighting. Um, but especially, and that doesn't mean having to change your light fixture because those can get kind of expensive, but just changing your bulbs. Um, right now, especially because we're all spending more time at home, our electric bills are gonna be going up because your lights are on more often, but switching to an LED can help bring that cost down dramatically. Um, but it can also, by switching your bulbs, we, we have something called um, a lighting temperature, which means having a consistent lighting temperature means that all your bulbs are the same and they're replaced at the same time. So your light looks the same throughout your home or throughout your room. And that can make such a big difference too. Because um, even having, when, on a dark gloomy day, having a nice, um, outside lighting can can make it feel so much brighter and perk up your mood yeah some of the bulbs um sorry that's my dog um some of the dogs or <laughs> some of the bulbs give off like a warm yellowish type of glow and then other are like blue tinges um can you kind of explain like benefits or pros and cons of each well, um, the ones that are a little bit warmer or yellower can give you a very cozy feeling, but it's also a little bit harder to see. And it also distorts your paint colors a little bit more too. If you have a um, cream color wall, it might look yellow because of that. Um, we've had people that have painted their rooms and they're like, I don't understand why this color is turning into this. And sometimes it's just because of their bulbs. So when it's really warm, it will give you a nice nostalgic, cozy feel, but it doesn't truly show you the colors. Um, whereas if you do more of the daylight, it can really show your colors a lot better um, or give you great light. But sometimes if you go daylight and you go too powerful, and you turn on the lights, it can be like way too much and overload for your eyes too, so. Because color gives off an energy and so then you add light to it and it can just um, be even more energetic for the mm -hmm. space. Um, one thing I really love about Sterling Carpet One, we definitely used you when we um, moved into our store space down on Third Street. Um, 
So it's one thing to look at those little swatches in your store and to guess like what you think the best color is. Um, but you guys offered like huge paint samples that we could bring back to the store to actually see what it looks like under our lighting and during different times of the day too. Yep, they say that paint actually changes color four times throughout the day. So something you really love at night, you might hate in the daytime and vice versa. So it is important when you're picking out a paint color to actually see it in your space with your lighting um, at different times of the day to make sure that that color isn't gonna give you any type of an icky, like, oof, I don't like that feel. Um, also, having those big swatches is essential. They're 17 inches by 21 inches, and they're painted on with two coats, so you can see how that paint will actually look. A lot of times those little sample quartz that you get, um, they're not the right finish, or when you're just painting one little coat, you're not actually seeing the true color. Um, and so this way, you know exactly what that paint's gonna look like. You can move it around from wall to wall, and you're not wrecking your walls in the process doing so either, because um, I mean, everybody's done it where they put that little square and they're like, oh, maybe I don't oh, yeah. need to paint. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's amazing now how paint can transform a room. Um, I'm gonna do a blog post on it later, but recently I used the C2 paint from Sterling Carpet One on our fireplace. And our fireplace was like the icky um, brick, you know, just like the usual orange brick. And I painted it white and it brightened the room. Like you said, at night, it made it um, more bright. So we didn't really need as many lights on. Mm -hmm. And um, it just made it more contemporary. Yeah, you should definitely post pictures of your before and afters because that was a pretty incredible transformation. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people are scared to paint brick too because it's like once you do it, there's no going back. Um, oh yeah, halfway through I was like, oh, okay, I better <laughs> like this. <laughs> Didn't you say it took you like way longer than you anticipated oh, too? It was so. like an eight-hour project. I thought it was like, oh, a couple hours, not a big deal. Um, not easy, but yeah. Yeah, it made a huge transformation in your living room. So our C2 paint is pretty awesome too. It um, And like, there's a lot of paints that are really great, but finding a paint that refracts that light off is huge. Because um, lighting paint, it all goes in into kind of that same bucket. So, so how do you find um, like your style? Like, how have you defined your style, I guess? Me personally? Yeah. Well, it's hard because I'm pretty eclectic. I love living vicariously through everyone else because it's hard. It's working with design. It's really hard to pick one style because you can appreciate so many different ones. Um, in our home now, I let our home be a little bit of the driver um, just with the architecture and and how it's laid out just I thought okay I'm gonna let that somewhat dictate it but then um, I always like things that not necessarily everyone else will like because I like it to be bold and I like it to be very personal um, to me design should be personal it should be an extension of your personality and I'm different and 
bold. So I want my design to come out in that aspect too. Before we were on, I was just talking with Kelly because she lives not too far from me. Yeah. And, um, we just did our exterior in black. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I, I seriously don't know what the general public is going to think of it, but I'm really excited and loving it. So. Right. And for those okay. of you who don't know Lisa or can't see her, when I first met her, you know, she said she's bold. When I first met her, she had bright, like natural reddish hair, not like the crayon color red and bright crayon colored red lipstick and I was like oh my goodness I don't know if we could be friends and then we started talking about it. <laughs> best friends now. <laughs> yeah go bold or go home that's always been my motto but um to my customers too like we have a lot of safe customers and there's nothing wrong with that um it's very calming it's very tranquil and I can totally appreciate their taste and um and again, kind of live vicariously through them, knowing that like there's something to be said for that too. Um, but everybody's different in their personality. And that's why I think whatever your personality is, it should be reflected in your space. Because um, whether you have a big house or a small house, you own or rent, wherever you hang your hat at night should be a reflection of you. And it should be something you're proud of. For sure. That's awesome. Okay. I have a really serious question for you. How do you convince husbands or spouses to let you paint wood trim? Start with one room, maybe? That's hard. Husbands are hard to crack when it comes with wood trim because they really like natural wood. Show them right. some pictures maybe on Pinterest or house. I'm tempted to paint the wood trim in my house. My house is a lot of wood. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, it, do you think you can do one room? Is that like, okay to do one room and to have Absolutely. different? Okay. Yep. Um, a bathroom or with a bedroom somewhere smaller. And once they see how cool that looks, it'll be easy to convince them. If you can pop your trim off, which I know isn't easy. Um, okay. we sprayed our trim. Okay. Really great accent um, and cabinet paint that you can use that it gets super hard on there. So, I mean, we have black trim, of course, and our, my children run into it all the time with their toys, and yet it's not chipping, and a lot of it has to do with that paint. Um, okay. So you can hand paint it. It always does look better if you can spray it, and yeah, we got a really economical paint sprayer. Um, I don't think it, I think it was maybe like 30 or 50 bucks and so, so, so worth the investment. Um, we did have a black lawn for a little bit, but, um, <laughs> it, I don't know. It's almost sometimes easier than trying to paint it while it's on there. But if you can make it the trick, I guess, Kelly, to answer your question is make it look really good. And then it will be easy to convince him to go further and do the rest. So, okay. Thanks for the help. I'll do a blog post on when I do it because I'm going to do it. I just take them on board. You can use our paint sprayer if you want. Okay. Okay. I'll bug you for it. Just you, you need to be on board. Just do it like I do. And then you're. Well, that's what you said. I can do yeah. it. The it thing just, is, 
forward. Ask for forgiveness, not for permission. <laughs> right. Okay. I'll play this for you. He's not going to undo it. He's not going to like get you new work. Look painted. There's no going back. Well, there is isn't. <laughs> Well, get new wood trim out of it or right. <laughs> very cool so everybody's spending more time in their houses now of course and um so we kind of talked about a few of these things but there's five major ways um that Elisa oh. is going to touch on on um how to make your space more you more comfortable um you know, more enjoyable, maybe even changing the mood. Um, so one of them we talked about was paint. Uh, what are a few different ways, uh, we touched on some, but uh, what are a few different ways that you can use paint to improve your space? As a whole, paint's gonna make it look fresher. It's gonna make it feel cleaner. Sorry, that's my dog now. <laughs> Whose dog is it this time? Yeah. yeah. Um, paint is always going to freshen a look. Um, even if you're doing the same color, it's going to make it feel cleaner and more fresh. Um, cause everything with sunlight and just with age and time gets duller. Um, so right off the bat, that's going to do a lot. But again, finding a color that makes you feel comfortable. If your mood is really mellow and you need something that's going to pick you up a little bit, um, find a color that can do that for you. Um, so again, paint can really revive your space, not only in freshness, but in your mood. That's probably your biggest, um, mood effector would be your paint color. So with having a design background, I know like how important and all the little like, um, I guess like underlying feelings that color can have for somebody. If somebody doesn't know that and they just come to you and say, hey, I want this to feel cozy, but warm, and just kind of use like descriptive words. Can you help? Oh, ask? absolutely. Okay. Yep. I took a color class once, and it was my, probably the most favorite class I've ever had, and they would talk about what different colors can do, um, and just some like fun facts. Did you know that if you put blue in your kitchen, you'll actually eat less? because your food looks less appealing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They say like red can um, bring out a lot of those taste buds and make just things more sensuous. Um, and blue can calm you more. And a purple is romantic. So it's funny how, yes, color is very individualistic, but at the same time, they've done enough research where they can figure out um, things that excite you, things that calm you. Um, if you have kids that are a little hyperactive um, and you maybe need to, you want a space where they can just kind of calm down at the end of the day, blue would be a super relaxing color. Um, offices, they say not to do in red because you tend to get excited or um, heated. So if you're working on bills, maybe not a good color. <laughs> you start yeah, if somebody needs help, you can definitely say, generally speaking, this is what brings out. Um, and then we get into a little bit more of the personal, like what colors can you just like not stand looking at or what colors are you drawn towards? 
Um, and we can definitely help find a great fit for them. And you're talking in more definite colors like green and blue and whatever, but there's an entire gamut of mm -hmm. in between there where they can, it can be blue, but with like a green undertone. Yep. Um, so a lot of it depends on the lighting too. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, Kelly, you had mentioned um, painting your trim. Yeah. Um, I kind of painted an accent wall with my fireplace. Um, and then Alisa, I think you mentioned like painting an entire room. So mm -hmm. once that happens and you're on like day two of DIY projects, what could be next? <laughs> After painting or? Yeah, like what is something else? Um, you know, maybe like with furniture or even like rearranging a space mm -hmm. and that. Rearranging a space can be huge too, or just relooking at how to lay out a space. Because when I worked for Slumberland and I would go into people's homes, um, a lot of times people are very scared of floating through furniture. And floating their furniture means putting it in the middle of the room where it's not up against a wall. Because um, as a whole, we'll always snug it up against a wall and try to make it seem the biggest it can. And in some spaces, you have to do that. Um, but laying out your furniture so that you're creating um, more of a space within a space. That's why area rugs are really nice because they, they help show you that you need to tie your furniture in together and make it like belong with each other so that you don't have a couch over here against the wall and then a chair way over there that looks like it, it doesn't belong. It has to be a setting where good conversation can take place. Um, I'm a true believer, not everyone will agree with me, but every living room needs a coffee table or an ottoman, some kind of a center stage, mm -hmm. and then some focal point. Um, and unfortunately, most focal points are the TV. <laughs> Let's face it, we can try to cover it up, we can try to hide it. Sometimes people have a fireplace. Um, what's hard though is when a fireplace is on one end and then your TV is on another, you technically have two different focal points and it's hard to lay your furniture in and around that. Um, That's what ours was um, before we kind of rearranged it. Mm -hmm. And it was hard to know with those two focal points, like where you would put the couch. It's also the walkway. So like mm -hmm. it just didn't work at all. <laughs> yeah. And it's tough. And that's why, um, there are different websites too where you can play around with laying out your furniture or if you need help, um, give one of us a call because it, I don't know, it can make such a different finding it to be more efficient so that you're not creating spaces that just don't make sense, but also again, making it more conversational. And that's why that center stage is so important because that's what truly ties everything into each other um it makes such a big difference so and just i mean like we have time now relay out a bedroom or relay out your living room and what's the worst case that could happen you try it for a couple of days and then you put it back um but just changing it up sometimes can just change your funk a little bit too and be like hey there's something fresh and new and, and different and it's kind of fun coming in here now <laughs> so for growing sure. up my mom like ours rearranged 
well mostly like the living room dining like the common living spaces and so like i've never been opposed to moving stuff around mm -hmm. but one thing um that you've taught me elisa is to kind of look at how you use the space and then make it um work for you mm -hmm. so instead of just moving around just for fun like where are the challenges in the space do you not have a spot to throw your keys in when you come in the front door or you know do the kids always throw their backpack somewhere like how can you make it work mm -hmm. for you yep and that's essential because and that's why like you can't rearrange your furniture every day because there is going to be primarily one way that works best but while we're in our little Thing that we've got going on right now change it up and see if you can make it more efficient see if you can make it more conducive to you and your family um but it, it is so important when i used to do furniture layouts i can't tell you how many times people were like well we need enough furniture and they were planning on like when they were going to get 20 guests and it's like <laughs> okay we can't do that we have to see how you live life day to day and make it the best feeling for you personally. We have to be selfish with our homes too. Um, for instance, master bedrooms and master bathrooms, a lot of times they get overlooked. And um, yes, your guests coming through may not always see those rooms, but they're also probably some of the most vital because that's what you're enjoying every day. And I spend a lot of time in my bathroom, Hannah will tell you. <laughs> Since I like my lipstick, <laughs> but I want that time of my day, whether it's in the morning when I'm starting off my day or at night um, when I'm relaxing and finishing off my day, I want it to be a nice space that's, um, that I'm enjoying, so. Um, so we got paint, moving around furniture. How about the clutter? Getting rid of clutter is huge and it's hard because a lot of us are hoarders or it's just hard to, to throw things away or donate them. But my biggest point of advice is gonna be if you have not been using it in the last year or two, get rid of it. Um, the more organized you can feel at home and work, the more organized you'll feel mentally. It's crazy, but it makes such a huge difference. How do you deal with kid clutter? Not talking necessarily toys, but you with three kids, and I have kids, um, the amount of stuff they bring home every day. Finding and designating a space for their things is huge, because um, mm -hmm. if you've got nowhere to put it, it's gonna look messy. Um, there's no way around it. Getting hooks, just and those can be really economical too. Um, getting hooks, personalizing a little space for them. Um, even if you don't have a lot of room, just creating compartments within a certain space that you have can make a big difference. Um, it's also really good for your children too, because it's teaching them organization. Um, my kids now know, because for the past year, it's been a huge battle, but they now know they cannot just take their coats off and throw them on the floor anymore. <laughs> um, and because I mean, it's not fair to mom to constantly having to be a slave and pick up their stuff. So they now know that they have a hook, they have to put it on their hook. And when they go to school, they're, they're respectful in that aspect too. So 
having it, but if there's nowhere for them to put it, it's going to end up on the floor. Sure. So I guess it's really good to teach your kids organization too. Even with toys, um, we have certain compartments for certain things and they don't always get it right, but um, it's teaching them certain things go in certain places and giving them life lessons for later on. Yeah. yeah, I will tell you, it's a lot harder to teach them that thing, that kind of stuff when they're like 17. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know when I get there how to cross that bridge. <laughs> I'll probably much earlier than I <laughs> they listen much better when they're six and four, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, too funny. I guess um, you have probably more things you can take away though, like cell phones and. Yeah, I do. More threats. <laughs> More threats, yeah. I hate to be that mom, but I'm sorry. It works. <laughs> yeah. No, I take away their phone, though, and then they just want to hang out with me all day. Yeah, yeah you're like, too. here's your phone. <laughs> I try to do that with their gaming and same thing. It always ends up like, okay, I changed my mind. You can go play now. <laughs> so funny. Um. So how about with decor? Are there any tips or tricks you can give us, like, with the seasons changing or just needing the spice. Um, Absolutely. Move, them, move your decor around. Um, we always think that we find that perfect spot for it, but when we need to just, especially in season changes, either bring things out that you haven't used for a while or move it to a different room. Uh, you'll be amazed at how, how different and fresh it feels to do that, so. Very cool. Well, we are getting short on time, and I want to make sure um, that everybody gets the most from this. So just a quick recap, um, five different ways to improve your space, especially during quarantine when we are stuck in our space. Um, paint, uh, think about accent walls, maybe painting an entire room, uh, trim. Kelly, I hope we see pictures mm -hmm. here. Your oh, I will. You're being uh, held accountable now. Yeah. <laughs> move, I have to do it. Move your furniture around, um, trying different, um, you know, positions in your space and see what can be more efficient. Decluttering. I love your idea with um, teaching the kids to mm -hmm. drop their stuff off in certain spaces, maybe even husbands, you know, having them. Yeah. Husbands can be worse than kids sometimes. Things, yeah. <laughs> Uh, decor, you know, looking at rearranging things, new wall hangings, accent pillows, um, you know, decor on your shelving, mixing that up, and lighting. That the compass rose for, I forgot to say, for decor, the compass <laughs> rose, or at I least get. the website, because they have some pretty cool stuff. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Um, if people want more advice on uh, interior design or paint colors and such, where can they find you? Um, they can find me at Sterling Carpet One. You can always call the store. You can go online and get my email address on SterlingCarpetOneBemidji.com under our experts. Um, or you can always ask Hannah. <laughs> yeah, I'll point <laughs> you over there. We send people there all the time from the store. Um, but now that you guys are closed, your um, doors are closed, you're still doing um, some consulting, right? Yep. So our showroom is temporarily closed, um, just out of respect and to try to keep healthy. Um, 
for both our customers and our design consultants. But we are still doing consults. Um, all you gotta do is either call the store and they'll direct you to somebody or go on to sterlingcarpet1bemidji.com. If you go under our experts, you can see everybody available um, and stake out a designer. Um, and we're still, we're still operating as usual because we still fall under the construction part. So we're still able to do it. We're just trying to be respectful at the same time. Awesome. Well, I learned a lot. How about you, Kim? Yes, I did. I can't wait to get started on some stuff. I want to see your trim for sure. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. And hopefully we can catch up soon in person. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. See you later. Have a good one. Stay safe. Her North is a community in which we are building to share our stories, learn from one another, and build each other up. Catch us next time on Her North Podcast, and thanks for listening.